What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again, and we have another episode that I'm super excited to bring to you because today we're going to talk all about how can you turn your passion, whatever your dream is, into a profitable business that gets you, as my sister Isis Brianna would say, the coin, right? The so, bag. without <laughs> the bags. So, without further ado, please help me in welcoming her to the show. And Isis, please help me in welcoming Dream Nation into your world. Well, thank you for having me, Dream Nation. I hope that this whole conversation just gives you a bunch of gems and knowledge and just uplifts you because that's what I'm here for. <laughs> that's exactly what we're going to do today. So, I always love to start it off. And, and my way is to compare entrepreneurs, us, as uh, superheroes or two superheroes. And the reason being is because we're constantly, we're flying around the world, we're putting on our cape. <laughs> And we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. And I know that that's what you've been doing through all of the content that you've put out. Yes. But the way that I, I say this is, you know, a lot of the times when we just see social media, we see these people as superheroes, right? We admire them. We're inspired by them. And, and in your case, it would be that superwoman. But a lot of the times we don't know behind the scenes who is that, what I would say, Lois Lane. So for anybody who just knows Isis Brianna, you know, on the surface level, offline tell us who is that lois lane of isis brianna well it's so funny you say superhero or superwoman because i've always said i don't believe there's ever been a superhero that wasn't born out of pain mm. or or something of the sort um and the story that really brings me to social media and business and all that was really you know a story of hurt <laughs> that i have turned into I think something that could just help other people. So I want to give a little bit of background of why I, I even like coaching, why I'm in this space. Um, everybody has their reasons to be a business coach. For me, there is just something about seeing a black successful family. Like mm -hmm. there is something about seeing a husband and a wife or whatever you're choosing and a, and a child who is loved and brought up in a home. And, and I started to realize, and I don't know if it was me going through education, because I, I started off as a teacher and I went through that program, I realized every time I really got to talk to parents and, and I talked about their divorce, and parents will tell you the tea, <laughs> most of them got divorced over something that had to do with money mm. or, or anything of the sort. And I started just like thinking, wow, that's, that's insane. And I started to take like inventory of my past life and, and, and looking where I got to where I am today. And I've always had, you know, things that I knew built me up. And, and so for example, I have went through, you know, I like to say I survived sexual trauma. I was raped, I was molested. That led to a, a lot of different things within myself, uh, trust issues. And I mean, trust within myself. Like I, I, I went through years of thinking how could I trust myself to make decisions if I was the same person who put myself in situations for that to happen to? And it took a lot of th therapy and it took a lot of, of things. But I also went back and realized the situations that I was in, starting with molestation, I, I went all the way back and realized, okay, I was there because 
truthfully, we were broke. <laughs> we were broke as hell. And my mom, you know, put us with the family member that was the cheapest and who could babysit us. And it wasn't always the best choice. And I started to look and think, dang, there are a lot of decisions that, and I don't blame her at all, but there's a lot of decisions that she had to make that were tough because we didn't have the money. And all of that, I feel like, made me just get a, a new glance on money. Every little piece of my life I, I've looked back to and I was like, dang, a lot of it has come down to the fact or the lack thereof of money. And so a lot of people look at money like, oh, this, you know, this thing that people just want to spend. I look at it as freedom. Right. Family is the freedom too. I mean, no life is perfect at all. No, everyone's still going to have their trauma and their issues and their loss. But I have realized when I have the finances and when families have the finances, they fight through a lot more things. So the person behind, you know, I'm rambling, but the no, person behind the cape, <laughs> the person behind the cape is the person who realized that when used correctly, money can really change some things. And I wanted people to see that for themselves. I don't want people to look at money and think, oh, I can just have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I want them to look and say, I can have more time with my kids. I can have better schools for them. I can have, you know, give them a chance that I never got. Um, I'm going to cry. I'm already crying. I'm like, fine. No, no. It's all good. We're here for you. And I'm sure somebody is super impacted. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, that's that's my purpose behind everything I do is making sure as much as I can that I'm equipping women and men, specifically black women and men, with the tools that they need and the finances they need to give their family and their lives the fight that they deserve. So I absolutely love it. Obviously, I, I always say, you know, your experiences create your expertise, right? And we all go through some type of trauma. Um, and in our lives, like that trauma does not need to be diminished, right? Mm -hmm. Like that trauma is something that it can build you up. And at the same time, it can make you stronger than you ever thought that you were if you just acknowledge it. Yeah. And so right now, I think that that's super relevant because a lot of people are going through trauma, whether they, you know, unexpectedly lost a family member to COVID or a best friend to COVID or something like that, or they got laid off. And so my, my thing to you is you said that it took a lot of therapy. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, when you decided that, you know, you weren't going to be a victim. What was the turning point for you? Was it going to church? Was it a family member that says, listen, you got to snap out of it? What was it for you that allowed you to say, nah, this ain't my final destination? Mm. So you, the, the crazy thing is, this is probably the first year that I've talked about any of my trauma publicly. Um, I would say, I remember I started being molested, I want to say age four. And I just kept it silent until 2017, I think. What, if you, I, I hate to even, but yeah. why, why it, did you feel like you were going to be punished? No, no, no. The funny thing is I've always been, or, you know, I, I always say this and I wonder if I do it to myself. I've always been the one that keeps it together. And, um, you know, and I, I love my siblings, but my brother is a wild child and my sister is an emotional being. And I was like, you know what, let me just be that, that one child that doesn't give my mom <laughs> the tears at night. Um, and it, it is so funny because I'm, I'm such an empath and I, and a lot of times to my own default. 
And I remember when I almost told my mom, and she knows now, but when I almost told her years ago, I was thinking, she's going to think it's her fault. And I don't want her to think that. And I can handle this myself. And so um, I just kept it. And for, I mean, fine. I would say I was doing fine. Um, and then I really, I found the Lord again on my own. I've always gone to church, but in college around 2015, 2016, I got really deep into the church again. And I just, I remember it was just a sense of community that I had. And I started uh, going to church with the line sister too. So we had, and I'm an AKA, so we had this big sleepover together one night. Um, and I remember, I can't remember how the conversation came up. Um, and one of my, she just said it so casually. She's like, yeah, I remember when I was molested. And I just like, was like, oh, did somebody just say that out loud? <laughs> and I can't, I just can't remember the, the, the feeling of safety that came over me just to say it. And I was like, yeah, me too. That's all I said. And I bust out crying and the whole room was like, what's happening? And we're hugging and crying. <laughs> Um, and I, but in that moment, I just felt empowered. And I think it was because me realizing this whole time, I thought it was just me, but having sitting in a room with people who love me and saying, no, this, this happened to me too. And you know, you're not crazy. You're not. Cause sometimes I would think back like, did this actually happen? Cause I'm not talking about it. Right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, you know, in, in that moment, I realized just the power of support. And I knew, I've always been that person, like when something feels good to me, I want to give it to somebody else. And um, so the funny thing is I actually started, I, I did not have an Instagram until 2000, the end of 2018. And I started it because I was like, I am going to do this. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to, I don't know why. I, I looked up the number of sales you have to have to have a 20, uh, I mean, a, a New York Times bestseller. And it was 20,000 purchases, I think, in like the first week. And I was I was assuming if you had 20,000 followers, you get 20,000 purchases. So I said, I'm going to I'm gonna get 20,000 followers and I'm going to get my book and I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller and I'm going to help so many people. Um, and that did not happen. The book is not written. I don't know if that's something I want to do anymore, but I'm glad that it brought me to Instagram. <laughs> No, I heard the first thing that, that I really heard you say was community, right? And you could tell that even if anybody looks at your Instagram account, how big community has been for you and, and how your message is so defined and you have so much clarity around, you know, trying to bring that same inspiration to somebody who might not know their path, their journey, which is a great transition because I feel like you decided, hey, I'm going to tell my story but how were you able to get over the fact that not only am I coming from trauma, mm -hmm. but at the same time, who's going to want to hear my story? Because I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck at. They do have trauma, but they're like, I don't know. Everybody has trauma. What makes me think that my story is even relevant? How were you able to overcome that? You know, I... I look at it a little bit differently. I and I know uh, I have clients who tell me all the time that's their biggest thing. Like no one's gonna really hear want to hear about my childhood, what I did at five, and uh, but I've always looked at it as really obedience. Like I felt like once I I have something in my heart, and I always say this, and people are like, well, "That's you shouldn't say that." But I feel like it's so disrespectful to God when He gives you something and you don't use it. Like I feel like it's just like it's literally like your parents like giving you something, say, "Hey, go do this for me," and you're like, "No, I don't know about you, but my mama would." <laughs> Rings is turning around. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and so, um, I, I mean, I, I've always operated from the understanding that if God gave me something on my heart, then somebody needs it. Because I don't feel like he just gives us something just for us. You know, he, he wants us to be people who are relational and building community and glorifying him together. So, but I also, I, I use that too. Like, I understand that everybody can just switch that on and think, you know what, God gave me this. I'm just going to talk about it and whoever it's for will find it. But I, that's why I like to use that in my message too and talk to people and let them know and teach them. It's really not that big of a deal. God said, do it, do it. Um, so honestly, that wasn't something I really had to overcome. I just hop forward all the time. <laughs> just hop forward. So what we, now, I guess another transition into this is you've been able to become one of the emerging and top business coaches through social media, right? Anybody who finds your stuff, you give away so much game through tools, through every, so out of everything that you could have did and why I think this is relevant is because you came from a world where it felt like you didn't have a lot of security. So your only security was to stay to yourself until you found some friends that you really knew you could trust because they had a similar past to where you yeah. had. Now you decide out of all things that you could have done to jump into entrepreneurship where there's no security. <laughs> Talk to me about how was that transition? Well, you know, it was a mix. It was a mix of a fear for me, but almost like it'll work out because I have, I was blessed enough to have two people in my life who were entrepreneurs and who are, I say were, cause my granddad was one, he, he passed away this past summer. Um, and he's always owned a oil company. He's in the North, you know, they use oil for heat, all that good stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and my dad, he's actually in real estate. So, and he owns his own like tire companies. My dad is what we would call the serial entrepreneur. He just loves entrepreneurship. It's not like a passion to do different things. He just loves the passion of entrepreneurship. Right. And I've never seen him fail and he has never had a job and he is wealthy. And so, um, it's, but my mom, she's a nurse and she's more, she's more of how I used to be like, eh, you know, I'm going to do what works. I'm going to stick right here. But I, I think honestly, just seeing my dad, um, not fail made it almost like a, my dad always just gives me the, the terminology of it won't kill you. And what's the worst that can happen. And mm -hmm. I, and I truly feel that way. Like if I were to hop out into entrepreneurship and I fail, then I go back to work and I mean, I'd had a job that I love too, as long as I'm happy. So, um, entrepreneurship, I will say is a, a different beast than I, <laughs> than I right. planned for it to be. Um, a lot of people, you know, they, they leave their job because they want less hours. They say, if you love what you do, you'll probably work less. Child, you work more because you pour more energy into it. You, you, you want to show is your baby, your baby is your child. You try to raise it. <laughs> it's different. It is different. Uh, but yeah, it was, you know, and I will say too, I don't think it was a, a big jump for me because I am such a planner, uh, when it comes to my money, I hate being out on my behind. So I, uh, I was starting to plan and save all of that while I still had my job. So for me to go into entrepreneurship, I had a, a what I would consider a pretty nice cushion to do whatever I wanted to do. And what was that like three months six months like how long did you give yourself before you were I, go back? 
<laughs> it's so funny my my old co-workers will tell you the first because i was a kindergarten teacher from the first day of school i would say y'all won't see me next year <laughs> and it was my first year at the school so everybody was like who is this girl thinking she's just better than right i told them like this was it um yeah because i i taught at another school in atlanta and i loved it but my first day there i got punched in the face and i was like oh this is not right by a kindergartner or by another teacher by a kindergartner but he could have been a grown man but he hit me <laughs> he had been lifting weights <laughs> he was in the gym he was <laughs> oh man but um so yeah so i i, I officially decided let me see. So I quit my job around, I would say, I think it was March. I officially decided, no, I remember the day I decided. It was October. It was it was October the day I decided I was going to quit for real. September is when I started selling online. And I did have what I would consider a big launch back then. It was $10,000. I was selling presets. And I made that in a month. So for a teacher's salary, I was like, ooh, I'm doing it big. Uh, but I was like, you know what? This is still going to keep my job. October, and I went to Cuba and I took my sick days. I'm a very big believer in taking every day that's in my contract. So I took I took my sick days with my uh, teammate who was across the hall from me, my friend. And we got back and it was just like the culture of the school. It was just depressing. Like everybody's so used to sticking to the status quo. And well, how would y'all take sick days when you're not sick? And the principal's looking down on us. Like I know y'all were on vacation. And I was just like, I don't need this. <laughs> I need. I want to enjoy my life. I want to go right. to four days and not have to think about you know apologizing to people. And I and I remember that was like the time where I was like, no, this is it. I have got to go. Um, and so I, I started uh, teaching presets more because I realized. And explain to people what are presets for anybody who's. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so presets and I use Lightroom presets. They're basically filters. It's a very millennial thing. Let me tell you that millennial Gen Z. I will say that. Um, it's a preset, it's a, a filter that you can throw on your pictures to make them look good. So mm -hmm. most people don't care about that. Us young kids do. Right. <laughs> so, well, I, I mean, through, I think what the filters came big in, in uh, Snapchat and then obviously Instagram. Yes, and, yes, yeah. And he was creating those so people could have more custom ones. Yes, and I didn't know that you could sell them. I was literally just playing in Lightroom again. I had just gotten on Instagram late 2018. This is still early 2019. So uh, my, my best friend was like, your pictures look dusty. You need to do better. And I'm like, I don't know nothing about a camera. And so I, I get on the app and I'm like editing pictures and I realized you can save the edit. So I saved it and I was like, oh, I have to slap this on every picture each time. And it wasn't until somebody DM'd me because I was just sending them to people for free. And somebody DM'd me and said, um, how much are your presets? And I said, how much? Like, again, it was not in the mindset of selling right. So I go on, I go on YouTube and I'm like presets. I'm looking up, I'm Googling how many much people are selling them for. And I'm seeing that people are selling like one filter for like $25. So I texted her back, DM her back. And I said, well, it's $25 if you want one of them. And then if you want me to make a custom package for you, like one just for you, it'll be a hundred for three. And she paid me a hundred dollars. What? Um, so yeah, so anywho, I went into, instead of, I stepped back from creating them and I put out a course to teach people how to make it themselves. And that's and not, did you, so that's, a, that's a, a hack right there. But where did you learn that from? 
like were you a part of a mastermind did you have a coach at this time how did you learn like nah let's not keep creating because a lot of people they would have just tried to find any and everybody who would pay three four hundred uh, yes mm, okay I, I again i think i get it from my dad i am proudly lazy some people use lazy as a as, as a uh, you know they're, they're talking about you no you call me lazy and i appreciate it i don't like to work and uh so when i started getting like people like dming me like oh isis does presets let me dm her they were taking some time out of my day you know i'm still teaching i gotta come home and make y'all some presets right. i was like this is not it this is not it and so i was talking to my dad and i say i got it from my dad because my dad is like his life, I, I swear, I think he travels three weeks out of a month. I, it's ridiculous in a beautiful way. And so I was telling him, I was like, man, I'm sick of this. You know, I don't even want to do this no more. <laughs> and he was like, you, there's no way you can just teach them how to do it themselves. And I was like, mm, I guess I could. And so I actually, before I even created a course, I just sold a tutorial. Again, I didn't know about putting stuff together. <laughs> I literally just did a screen recording. And I says, my, you cash at me this hundred dollars, I send you the screen recording. <laughs> and and I, I just did that. And I was sending people screen recordings for a while until um, I realized somebody messaged me and was like, oh, you should just make this into a full course and put it on your site so we don't have to DM. And I was like, okay. And yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I, I love it. And that just goes to show. <laughs> If you have some type of a passion, you have anything that you're good at, right? Don't do it for free, but at the same time, how can you scale it? And maybe you could package it in some type of way and then you could sell it and it'll continuously sell. Yes. Now for you, did you where did where did coaching come in though? Because now it seems like that, you know, you've been coaching and telling people a lot of things uh you could see from social media. Why did you decide to get away from more packaging just mm -hmm. different types of products and then selling it? and to get into coaching which now gets back into your time mm -hmm. so i will say i did not choose coaching coaching chose me i actually had never called myself a business coach until i started doing speaking engagements and clients would shout me out and say oh my business coach this and that and i was like is that what i am <laughs> uh, but that came about because again uh i guess it's you know two years ago now I was selling the courses. People had already seen my success from selling presets. Again, I was the first launch was like ten thousand dollars. After that, I think it was like eight thousand dollars, and then like consistently, it was like five thousand dollars a month, still more than my salary. And I was sharing that because at the time my page was small. I had like two thousand followers. Most of them were friends, and so you know I was like, oh y'all, you need to have some kind of side hustle. That was my thing. I just wanted to help people. I was like, y'all need to have a side hustle. This is crazy. Look at how much I made, and I felt comfortable sharing because again I knew most of my followers and so when I went into teaching the course that did really well too I think I think at that point I had like 3,000 followers and I want to say it had like 1,100 people sign up and that was like in a three-month span of 1,100 people and so that was like really dope and I started to realize a lot of people were again DMing me asking me questions because I was sharing publicly my success they were just asking simple things like, how did you sell this? How did you get people to buy this? Oh, that post was so good. It's the one that made me want to buy. How did you know how to write that? And, and it took things that I never really conceptualized. And I had to kind of teach that to them without even, I was like, okay, you know what? Because things do come naturally to me a lot mm -hmm. of the time. So I had to go back and see, 
okay, there was an actual strategy behind this. Why did you decide to do this? Why did you decide to do that? It was a lot of trial and error, too. In between the course and the precepts, I did a devotional that planked. Could just be the point that it was devotional, but I went hard in like creating my own strategy. At the time, I wasn't even creating, calling it a strategy again. I was just, oh no, this is not about to fail. I'm about to do this again and try right. again. And I relaunched it and it did amazing just from trial and error and figure out marketing strategies and things like that. And so from all of that, people are again DMing me and somebody DMed me again. You know, I have a lot of conversations in the DMs. Hello, community. <laughs> Uh, somebody DM me again was like, hey, can we hop on a call and you tell me that and I'm, I'm no stranger of saying no. So she asked me basically, can I hop on a call and give her some tips to sell her presets? And I was like, mm, nah, just the, the energy nah, I am really having to say. <laughs> and she was like, well, we can schedule it and I'll pay you. And I was like, fine. And at the time, I wasn't thinking about selling my value. I was thinking about literally the time of it. So I was like, let's do an hour for $50. And, and I did, that ended up just turning, and I just posted like, oh, I helped so-and-so, and she did it, and she sold out her presets, and then somebody else came for like another digital product, and it turned into shirts, and I was just giving them strategies, and, and really looking at them and saying like, this, this is, sucks, and we could do better, or this is great, this is how we can improve, this is how we can modify, and I was doing $50 calls. <laughs> how long did you do them? Not long. You know me, Miss Lazy over here. I did them, I want to say, for maybe two months. Enough for me to have a ton of reviews. I had how and that was another thing that made me realize the value of it. Because I had people and honestly, I won't lie, people were giving me the words before I had them myself. Like I just felt like I had this anointing and this gift over me but i didn't really know the words so people were telling me oh she helped me with my marketing strategy oh she helped me build my brand and all of this and i had major wins and one of my first few clients you know within a few i want to say six months after we launched her course she had enough money to buy her first home in cash and this is a 1.2 million dollar home and she was the first person who was like you need to raise your prices because you do realize i paid you 50 dollars, right and we met every week for 50 dollars, so 100 dollars every two weeks and um so yeah so i again i went into coaching and from there it turned into again my laziness kicked in after those few months and i started to do master classes and i think that is when everything popped Stay off with Got yeah. it. And what was your math? And your masterclass was based on what topic? The masterclass was based on growing and selling your on um, Instagram. And on Instagram. again, I do everything. Still to this point, I'm doing everything via DMs. So wow. crazy. I have power in the DMs. Power in the DMs. I, and the crazy thing is, I only have five thousand followers. Only have five thousand followers. And I think it was just because of how quickly I got there. People were like, what is the, cause at this point, again, early to, I probably was on Instagram for maybe six months, uh, at this point, six, seven months. And so, um, yeah, so I do these masterclass and all I did was I'm so unprofessional. <laughs> this is why I tell people to do what they want to do. I put on my story, uh, you know, the eye emojis where you're like looking, yeah. I put on my story, drop the eye emojis in the DMs. If you want to know how to grow your Instagram or you want to know how to sell on Instagram. And from there, I had, gosh, I want to say 100 and something DMs. 
And out of those, I took like the first 80 something people. And I just sent them, a, I sent them a message back and I said, a literally generic message, hey, I'm thinking about doing these master classes before I go public with them. I never went public with them because I didn't have to, by the way. I scaled after that. But I was like, before I went, go public with them. Um, this is what we're going to talk about. We'll meet once only, this week only, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I took groups of 30 and I took them from like 3 p.m. to 4 Four to five, five to six, and six to seven, back to back. So it was like 120 women, and they all paid. Uh, it was between, depending on which group they got in, it was between 99 and 200 dollars. And and I was like, oh, this is a little money maker here. Right. <laughs> um, and I got tired of that too. That lasted eight weeks. I remember at, at the eight week mark, I said, ooh, two months done, y'all, y'all tire me out. <laughs> And but then that led to everything just kept flowing. I will say yeah. that when you're operating, I just want to say this in general, when you are operating in your gift and your calling and your purpose, I promise you things just flow. They like you you'll get for it it just pushed into the next step and the next and just continue to be obedient. But after that, uh, the, uh, at the end of each master class on the Sunday where we met, I would ask, what's one thing you need moving forward? Is there anything I could do to help after this? And I let them know I could probably create a course. And then a lot of people were like, can we just pay for this every single month? And I was like, every month? No, I ain't doing this every month. Because <laughs> I was thinking just master class. And somebody was like, no, like we can do like maybe a membership. We can just pop in once a week. You can do like a just drop a class or something. And then that gave birth to my membership, Brown Girl Biz World. And uh, that, is, that is my true baby. I love Brown Girl Biz World. I have cut it off because I like things to be small. I like them to be tight niche. We're almost at 400 members. And we'll close there. I don't want anybody else in there. So uh, I think I'm doing, you know, a group coaching next maybe. But I also, in this next season, I really want to get back to how it was when I was doing those presets where it was 80% passive income. I do love that. And I will say my investments make a good, a, a nice amount for me to chill. But I also want my, my business income to be back there. So in the next season, I have already planned. Uh, we are cutting back a lot on one-to-ones. I've actually ended them. I took my last two clients the other day. And so then we're going back into course mode. Got it. <laughs> Now, there's so much value in that. It's so much value in what you just said. And I love that that's the approach because I've said that before, even in Clubhouse, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're first thinking about getting started, just say, hey, I'm thinking about putting on X, Y, or Z. Would you be interested? Before you even create the course. And yes. I got to give a shout out. I learned that from uh, Stu McLaren. Is that how, where you learned that or you already kind of knew it? Do you even know who Stu McLaren is? Okay, I'm not gonna. I always feel every time I do some kind of interview, podcast, talk, I feel so ignorant to the world because again, I am still new to people and social media. I, I still feel like a social media baby, and luckily, oh, I like I can pick up stuff. I don't know people. <laughs> I don't even know it. It's all good. Well, yeah, that was the first time that I heard that. And, uh, and I thought that it was a genius approach. And so to see someone who's put it in action and obviously kept winning with it and still winning with it today, it's been, uh, that's been super dope to watch and to know that that's how you got started. And now I want to say, how many followers do you have now on Instagram? Uh, 50 something. It's either 56 or 58. I flip wow. numbers in my brain. Have you ever, have you ever used paid ads? Like, have you ever done anything to no, try to scale with paid ads? 
No, but that's really just because I am a uh, cheap. <laughs> Somebody's listening to this right now and saying, girl, you're just like me. Right? <laughs> I don't want to do no work. Two two months max, eight weeks. That's my cutoff time. And I don't want to spend no money. But I want a profitable business. Look, man, God has blessed me more than I could have imagined. Cause when I when I look at people who have like who have structure to their business, and I'm I look I'm I'm structured now, but I'm like, man, I really just figured this thing out. Like yeah. I figured this out, and I did the dang thing with it, and I and I say that humbly. I'm just proud, but um, I am considering doing paid ads in this next season. Of course, I said I want to go fully into courses. And, you know, I feel like there is a point, too, that I have seen where you do exhaust your current audience with the products that you have. And so ads aren't necessary. I just never gave myself that time to exhaust them. I was just like, ooh, there's next, 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 next. Um, and But, you know, I am done launching, I feel, for a while. I, you know, I'm really big on now. Now that I have the structure in the place, now that I have really the results from hundreds of clients and I've looked at their framework and I can put things together. I'm establishing my own signature way of doing things and I want to bottle that up and sell that consistently uh, versus just one-off coaching and things like that. So you may see my ads popping up one day soon, at least cool. by 2022. <laughs> no, I'm sure we'll be looking out for them. And then that retargeting is going to be crazy because it's just the way that you have this, the aura about you and the authenticity is, girl, I know you was looking at my ads and I know you want to get the bag. Now slide my DM and get this discount code. <laughs> No, that's that's super dope. Let me now. One thing that that I'm curious about is, do you have a team? Because you haven't said anything. About I do. A team I yet. do have a team, but again, I am not the traditional person. I, I I like to give. Um, I definitely like to give props to my team, but I did not have a team until. Has it been? It's been six months. It it's probably honestly it's probably a little bit more than six months. I would probably say like eight months. I've had. Who was the first person that you hired? The first person I like, hired like what role? a virtual assistant and I found her and that was just because I was tired one day, I think. And I was just like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm not answering all these emails. <laughs> and so I went on Instagram. This is, again, y'all, very untraditional. Okay, I'm good at what I do, but sometimes you just don't want to learn from me. I went on Instagram. I scrolled through the hashtag virtual assistant. The first black woman I saw, I hired her. And... Uh, mm -hmm. And she's been with me since. And then, <laughs> so that is, she's really, um, I would say my main team. I have people who come and go. Like I have a, a go-to graphic designer when I'm doing like flyers for conferences and things like that. Um, I have an event manager who, she has become almost a, a I don't want to say personal assistant. She's just dope. I just give her stuff. She does it. Um, and then, of course, like I have a, a go-to copywriter who's dope. Um, but really, did you use Instagram to find all of them? I did. I did. Instagram <laughs> loves you. I'm telling you, <laughs> look, you need to have your Instagram be searchable. If there's nothing else you do, please have your Instagram be searchable. I found my copywriter by putting in the words personality copywriter because I wanted a copywriter who was not boring, who could sound like me. And boom, I found her. Found my I don't even know personality. Where did you get that now? I'm, I'm very versed in copywriting, but I've never heard personality copywriting. <laughs> well, no, because I was just sitting there. I was like, so what I did, I actually went on 
fiber first and I thought I was like doing it big so I was like I'm gonna get all the expensive ones because they gotta be good and so I bought and so what I did is I chose one topic for my email and I sent it to five people and I asked them all to send me the sample I didn't give them any direction other than that than writing an email did you pay or you didn't pay yeah, I them through Fiverr so I, I sent them because I, I wanted to take them off of Fiverr and work with them so I sent them uh, the topic I told them these are the words I typically use these are things you absolutely can't say um and then I sent it to them and they were all boring and I was like Ugh. I was complaining I was like god I need a freaking copywriter that has some personality like can nobody sound like me <laughs> and so I go on Instagram and I was like let me just type in personality copywriter and the first nine was personality driven copywriter and so, mm. and I and then I got a her email list, and I and I waited, I waited a while to see uh, if any of her content made me want to buy, and if she could send me an email that made me want to buy and it was fun, then I would work for her, and she did. Mm. So what happens if she wouldn't have had an email list that sent out those emails? Would you still? No, then I probably I probably would have kept writing myself. <laughs> That's a hack right there. You got to get on there. I've never even done that. I mean, I got a couple really good copywriters, but I don't like yet because so many people, they, they, they like to do it for other people, but they don't necessarily know how to do for themselves. So that's the only reason why I asked that because you might come across somebody that feels like they have the gems, but they don't have it themselves. Well, I mean, I know that I know that's a saying and people say that a lot. Mm, some of y'all gonna get mad at me, but I low key feel like that's an excuse. Because mm. if I go to my hairdresser and her hair looks a hot mess, I'm not working with her. Yo, but some <laughs> of the best barbers don't. You gotta give that though. So and like barbers in my world, like my barber, he's super dope. He got dreads though. Like you can't even, you can't tell. He can keep them for dreads shaped up. Make them look, yeah. twisted, keep them nice. You know. Right. I just think in general, I feel like you know, if if my business weren't thriving. Why would anyone want to work with me as a business coach, right? If right. you, if you, if your, even your captions don't sound good, I need you to have at least some kind of portfolio on your work too, for me to see right. that you, you know, that's my thing. Fact. So if you're going to look to how to grow on Instagram, what what's the keyword that you got to search for? If you, if you're looking for somebody that can manage your Instagram, what or, or LinkedIn or whatever, if it's you looking for somebody to take over so you could be autopilot, what keywords are you searching for? Social media manager. If I'm looking for social media, if I'm doing LinkedIn, which I actually have LinkedIn before, I looked in, I looked up LinkedIn professional, LinkedIn coach, and LinkedIn manager. And right. I actually found somebody that was dope. But I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do LinkedIn right now. Same for Pinterest. I've done the same thing for Pinterest. Pinterest. How many platforms do you feel like somebody that's just getting started? How many can they really go after and really try to gain traction and success? Dude, are you like focused on one, get it to 50,000 followers, and then you go to another one? Or is it like, now try your hand at everything and see what sticks where your audience is and, and kind of go from there? I feel like... It takes a platform to grow a platform. I always say two, but I but I say that one is that main one. One is that child that you love and you nurture, and the other one is just like a little. I sprinkle some gems when I can, push some people over here, you know. Uh, so for me, my baby is Instagram. I would say I would say my my side chick, you know, she switches up every every now and then. Lately, it's been TikTok. Um, I've gotten a lot of people from TikTok over to Instagram, which was surprising because I, I figured, I honestly thought a lot of people who would be from Instagram would just follow me on TikTok, but a lot of people found me on TikTok first. 
and um and then sometimes twitter but that's typically just my rants so but i, I always say have a main and a side Got not it. in real life though <laughs> <Not in> real <laughs> life. gotta put that disclaimer out there because somebody would definitely slide into the dms and yeah, i just told you to do it <laughs> And it's got me divorced. <laughs> Yo, this has been such a phenomenal. And you dropped so many gems and so many people, I'm sure, off of this. It's like, oh, man, I could take that passion. I could give me, can I, what type of presets can I do? And if they're not sure, obviously, they can slide in the DMs. And they, they're going to get some type of response. But if they don't come correct, it might be a no if the energy is not good. But stay persistent with it. That's what I learned from it. This is, like I said, just been phenomenal. I guess the last couple last questions that I want to ask you before we wrap this thing up is one, we haven't talked a lot about reading or like where you get your inspiration from. Are you a big reader or audio person? I am a huge person? reader and I'm so upset because I was like, I don't want to have my stack of books. I literally have a stack of books. I was like, I don't want to have it here in the video so I threw them all over there. I'm a huge reader. I am a, a, a stickler for having a morning routine and a night routine. Uh, and so there I try to read at least typically like three to four chapters a day uh, from different books. So like just all together, at least three to four chapters. And are you choosing different genres to try to keep you balanced? Or are you going like what, what do those books look like? What books are you reading right now? So right now I'm reading the 22 Immutable Laws of Branding and Marketing. Those two separate books. I'm reading The Power of Now, but that's like my third time reading it. It's just so good to me. I love The Power yeah. of Now. Uh, this one, I'm going to look over because I'm trying to remember the name of it. Oh, A Year of Positive Thinking. It's a short read and it's like just a daily reading. I typically, typically how I do it is during the morning, and I just so you know, for anybody who's like me, who likes to be all over the place, I get my books on Audible, Physical, and Digital. I kind of stopped getting most of them on digital because I realized I don't like the, the blue light for my eyes, but I always get them on Audible and I always get the, a physical copy. That way I can choose really how I want to read it. Sometimes I'm listening and I can get through, I got through four chapters literally doing my makeup yesterday, uh, listening to 22 Immutable Laws of Branding. And then I come back and I sit down and I choose a book. So in my genres, they differ. Right now, I'm still, I love anything that has to do with Christ, that has to do with just filling my cup, motivation, and um, entrepreneurship. But I, I also realize, I don't want to say this because there, there, there's a lot of good stuff to still learn. I realize a lot of books repeat the same stuff. Right. So, like right. when you read a lot, you realize yeah, everybody learn from each other. <laughs> right. Facts. No, and that's what's crazy. I think one of the, the biggest things, takeaways that I got, because when I first got into this real digital marketing world, at least online world, it was from Russell Brunson. And a lot of people obviously with click funnels and, and things like that. But uh, he had said something one time and he said, you know, a lot of people will pay more for the same thing, just packaged in a different way, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like they're all saying the same thing. But if that packaging is good, it's like, you know, I could charge a hundred dollars for this. Where yeah. Everybody else has been charging 30. It's so funny. That reminds me. I had somebody pay me. And I kid you not. Three thousand dollars for a freebie I had already created. It was a freebie and that was the first time I realized, man, people really would just, they won't, they will pay for access. And just to hear you say it in a way that makes sense to them. I, I put out a freebie that was like just basically, you know, how to build, you know, your Instagram. And it was like little tips here and there. And she DM'd me, she was like, literally saying, can I pay you 
to get on the phone and just and, and teach me this again. And I was like, like, like read it to you. Right. <laughs> she was like, no, I just kind of, I, I kind of want to see, like, hear you talk about it more and see how I can understand how to just apply it a little bit more to my brand. And I was like, and at the time, I'm not gonna lie, my, I was like kind of fed up because I was like, wow, not with her, but just with me. I was so busy, and I was like, just threw out a random number. I was like, we can do two hours for three thousand dollars. What you want to do? And she said, what's your PayPal? And I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get it. No, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. It's it's crazy. Um, wow. This is like I said, been phenomenal. Right, the one question that I always love to ask, and you're so much wiser now than obviously when you first got started back in 2017, 2018. <laughs> if there was one thing that you wish that you could have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on your dream, what would that one thing be? I would say, and and I'll explain this because I feel mean every time I say this. There's a, a there's, gosh, there's so many different things. That's such a good question because I just have five things come to mind. If you haven't been able to tell, you guys, I have ADD, um, so my my mind literally bounces. But um, I would say right now the thing that I wish I started doing sooner. I don't look at anybody else in my field. And even mm -hmm. though I follow them and, and sometimes I'll set a reminder for somebody that I love to like go support and like their post and comment. But I typically mute everybody. Like if you scroll through my feed, I really only see my best friends. And I do that for two reasons. One, because it's so easy to doubt yourself. And compare. Because, yeah. And compare. Like I'll see so many people just doing dope things and it's not like I'm jealous or anything. It's just like, dang, I should have, I should have been posting three times a day. Oh, that was such an easy idea. I should have did that. I should have did that. And it leads me to stress and just being all over the place. It led me to not really having a, a, a purpose of what my content was supposed to do. I was just doing this, 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 and that, and the third. Um, and it also got me to the point of where I just felt like, it's easy to want to replicate things too. Like I, I found myself, I remember one day the Lord checked me because I, I have prided myself in, even though I'm sure there's things that I, I say all the time that maybe someone, like you said, I said something that reminded you of somebody from Clubhouse or whoever you said. I'm sure there's things like that, but I don't want to put myself in a position where I literally have gotten it from somebody else. Right. And so I even... So I, that's why like a lot of the books I read, like I said, they're more the motivation and the Christ. The, because I feel like if I lean on him, he's going to give me everything that I need. And I've, I've done pretty well figuring it out this way. And uh, now I'm just like, oh, maybe I should go to school again. And so I take classes and things like that. But eh, that was my biggest thing. And stop looking to the left and the right. Get help when you need it. Stop waiting on help. You're struggling too long for no reason. Um, that's me speaking to that was deep. That's me speaking to my past. So, struggling too long for no reason, girl. Why are you doing this to yourself? Right. Um, but yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. The, I want the you last to do something too, though. Oh, before your last question, I want you to answer the last two. What books are you reading, and what's something you wish you knew back then? 
Yeah, that was great, great. Uh, so the book that I just finished up with is uh, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter by 50 Cent. So I'm a huge reader as well. I don't buy both copies. I've just really turned into the digital side because if I got to sit down, I just run so fast and in, in the audience, whoever's watching, if you're not a newcomer, um, you you know that I run really fast. So the moment I sit down, if I try to read, my eyes is going to close up, right? And then uh, even on top of that, I got two young kids under the age of 10. And so if you see... Like you'll see that they always keep me moving. So I'm listening all the time. And that book was phenomenal. Um, that's a book that I'm reading. And then I have to check my Audible. I did just buy a couple new books. Um, but that, that book right there was very powerful. A lot of people wouldn't necessarily think so. Unless you know who 50 Cent is and you really respect him as a businessman. I was as a businessman, 50 Cent is so dope to me. 50, Jay-Z, Nas. Nah, right. they don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that book right there, I would definitely encourage it. Um, there's been some really powerful books that I have read, like Rocket Fuel, uh, mm -hmm. which taught me a lot about who I am. I'm a big business book reader. Mm -hmm. um, but that book right there is, is definitely what I would encourage anybody to read. And I'm excited to read those 22 laws of uh, marketing and branding. Yes. I have not read that. And yeah. it sounds like something that I would love. Um, but that's a book that I would say. Uh, and then as far as one thing that I wish that I would have done sooner, um, that I would have implemented sooner, I think it is definitely the power of building a team and understanding that there's leverage uh, that can be had. Because I think when we all start off, especially if you didn't come from entrepreneurship, you find yourself being a solopreneur for way too long, right? I got to do it. My clients only want to talk to me. And you don't understand that like the power is in leverage. Like they really just want to have access to you. But at the same time, they want what they want really fast. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? If you look in like Amazon, we all want to be able to go to Amazon really way, right away because that's what we have the access to. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like we don't necessarily care how we get our package, mm -hmm. right? Just the mm -hmm. fact that we get it within two days or otherwise we like, hold on, what's up with my shipping? <laughs> And so uh, that's what I would say. And it was it wasn't until, you know, that I really because I started off, I was doing everything myself. And now I have a team, you know, that helps me with the podcast, with the outreach and how, you know, I just that's so powerful. And I think if anybody can understand that the power in building a team, it builds something one that's bigger than you. But it also allows other people to have a hope and a dream that they feel like can come a reality because you set the foundation and they necessarily didn't have the all of the intricacies that you did. And you necessarily didn't have the time to be able to carry out all of the tasks that they could help you with. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Mm, that's good. I love that. I mean, and uh, yeah. So the last question uh, that I have for you is: There's somebody out there that's been listening at this, not me, uh, but I tell you, I'm one of them. That's super inspired by your journey. That loves everything that you've been doing and excited to watch your growth. And they want to do something similar, um, but they have that little voice in their head, and we've all had it. And that little voice says that they're not strong enough. They're not smart enough, or maybe they just don't have enough resources. What's the one thing that you would leave this person with to get them to just take action? I would say really, really leaning into the same things that you feel like are keeping you from where you want to be are the same things that are going to get you there. And you really have to lean into that and understand that. I used to feel, truthfully, the word I used to call myself all the time was ignorant. And that's because that's how I felt people felt about me, because I'm not the person who likes to sit and talk about business with big terms. And I'm also not the person who tries to pretend like I know them. If I'm sitting in a conversation with you and I don't know it, I'm like, OK, can y'all say what you try to say? OK, <laughs> and, and, and with me being, you know, this 
little sister in the room, a lot of people like to call me, and, and bubbly, and also from Alabama with the southern twang, and a lot of people naturally think Alabama is, for some reason, dumber than everybody else. So, I, and, but, I, but I've realized when I stopped trying to change those things, those were the exact things that propelled me forward. When I stopped trying to be like everybody else and, and Google all these big terms and throw them into my captions and do all this, and when I just said, I don't know it and I don't care to know it right now because I know what I'm doing and I know I get results and either you're going to work me or not, that is what grew my business. And so I would say, and again, it takes time. It takes therapy and Jesus, in my case, <laughs> therapy and Jesus to learn that Jesus really, God made no mistakes. Like when you think about, when you really sit and think about that, that is so powerful. Because when you understand that he made no mistakes, I mean, everything about you is right. And everything about you is supposed to be used. And, and just sitting in that just feels so good and so beautiful. But it also allows you to celebrate people more. Right. Like I, I have amazing people around me. You know, I, I always tell my friend Nikki Saunders, I feel like she's like so freaking wise. I'm like, how do you even just think of things like that? Yeah, that's not my skill to just like she just thinks amazing things on the fly. But, you know, the old me would have been intimidated by that. And new me is like, well, I can celebrate that because God just blessed her with so much wisdom. You know, Marty Wooder, he's like an edge snatcher. Like, I'm like, how do you just cook? like short little quotes like that that just say, what? I, I, I praise him for that. I have my mentor, Glow. Uh, her name is Glow Graphics on Instagram. She is like I, just the dopest person. When she just talks about race in a way that schools, white folks and black. <laughs> and, and so I said to say, sitting in what God gave you and understanding is perfect how it is and understanding how everybody else is is perfect how they are and we all mesh together and it's not about you it's not about you building a community is not about you it's a blessing to be able to say that i'm able to be in the space with all these other people who are helping somebody else too you know what i'm saying so that's 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 what i would say yeah. I love it, right? You, I always say that as well. So I'm, I'm glad that you reinforced it. And somebody that's been listening at this for a while, they're, they're going to be like, yeah, I always say your story is not about you. Mm -hmm. right? And so many people, they have the story, but the glory is in the story, but they don't want to tell it because they think oh, somebody's not going to like it. It's not about you. It's about somebody else being able to catch on to that and be like, look, I can keep going. Yeah. I can keep going. Yeah. So I, I love that. For anybody who wants to stay connected with you, we're going to make sure we put all of the links of everything that you've dropped <laughs> in the show notes. But how can they find you? Um, the best way to find me is on Instagram. I-S-I-S-B-R-E-A-N-N-A. You can DM me. Let me say my DM skills are not like they used to be. But I will say... Typically, I just do Instagram because my Instagram is a one-stop shop. You can find my text community there. You can find my email list there. You can DM me there. You can find my services. Everything you need is there. Um, so, yeah, find me there. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> There it is. Well, just as she said, Dream Nation, well, first off, let me say, I want to be the first one to, if no one else has told you today, to say you're amazing and thank you. Thank you. For, uh, remember, Dream Nation, that kind of threw me off guard. I'm like, man, you can't, you cannot end the show without saying that. But 
Uh, I want to say to Dream Nation, just as you said, you got to take action and you got to just go all in on who you are because you have a dream. And as we always say, if you don't take action on that dream, that dream that you have will only merely be a fantasy. So make sure that you get out there, you take action, you follow ISIS, and you just continue to be who you are and, and live your purpose and your dream. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side.